All right, you guys, this is a special tribute to um, a very dear friend of mine, my sister. Um, she means so much to me. She means so much to all of you all that is listening. And this is a, a message to our community. And we wanted to just express to everyone First of all, this is something that this young lady wanted to do and has always had the courage to stand up for our community, um, has always had the courage to speak out, has always had the courage to be in a place where she could be targeted for repercussions of her actions. But this time, her actions has a lot to do with she will no longer, will never go silently into the night. So we're listening to this, not just a PSA, but a message from our loved one. I'm, we're making this happen. This is not no kind of stunt or kind of publicity thing. This is something that she wants to leave with you all to make you understand what is happening we are broadcasting live here out of our studios, and we are just letting people know in the community that this queen, our queen, our queen, our queen of WMRDB, has is 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 recovering. She's recovering from COVID nineteen. Demonica, fly everyone. Demonica, sweetie, we love you. We want to let everybody know that you are standing strong. God has you. Why don't you tell everybody what's happening with you? Because I know your Facebook page is blowing up and everything. But in the end, you said you want to let people know. So tell everybody about what's happening with you. As we just continue to um, talk about this, we just we just we just wanted to merge in a very uh, profound call with the Monica Fly. She is recovering, and that's the word I'm using. God is healing her, as she has been experiencing uh, symptoms of COVID-19. As she is recovering in St. Paul, Minnesota, we are bringing this particular live show to you just for a moment she wants to be able to be able to give you guys what is happening because this is not a game the monica fly our queen of wmrdb we love you please tell the people that have been you know we appreciate the fact that everybody's blowing you up on facebook instagram uh the love is coming from everywhere the monica how are you doing tonight Actually, I'm doing wonderful, and first of all, I want to tell everyone that I love you, too. I love all the listeners. I love WAMRDB. Thank you, everyone, that's been praying for me. Um, it's been a process, and I'm just so thankful to God to be able to come on here to even talk and be able to communicate with everyone to let them know what this virus really is. Um. I started becoming ill on Thursday. 
uh, where I, it started off as a headache, and I was having slight dizziness. And Friday, I noticed that the headache started getting a little bit more intense, but I was still able to move around, but I was a little bit sluggish. I started having like a weird feeling in my body. I, I, I can't explain it, but it was really weird. Um, by that Saturday, the headache was getting worse. Within about six hours later on that evening, my headache was so bad that I couldn't even hardly turn my head. And then I was having like intense pain in my left ear where it was just piercing and uh, really a lot of dizziness. I went to lay down. I said, no, I got to lay down. I went to lay down, and when I laid down, I started sweating profusely, getting the chills, shaking. One minute I was hot and I was cold. And that morning I had a temperature of 103.7. And um, I I was like, I, I got the, you know, I was delirious. So I ended up going to the hospital, and um, they ended up testing me, of course, where they take the large Q-tips. And I'm going to be honest with everyone, it's not, it's, it's, it's not comfortable, but we need to all get tested. So they put the Q-tips in, and they had to scrape up in the area in the upper nasal cavity. So they kind of go up there, and they scrape it so they can get the dead skin cells, and then they test it. They said it's going to be an hour, an hour to get the results back, but I needed to stay there. And, of course, I was in the ER. When the test came back, they were like, you are positive for covid we need to admit you because your temperature is going up even higher. Um, I was having problems started happening with my kidneys. So different parts of my body, different areas of my body started becoming infected, uh, affected. And I have fibromyalgia, so it was to the 10th power. And they admitted me. And when I got admitted, um, I can tell you that Monday and Tuesday, I was really out of it, battling on and off. It goes into a yo-yo effect, meaning that I was at 103, then it dropped down to 99, then it bounced back up to 102. So it kept doing that for the next couple of days. And, um, I, you know, I, I was having the muscle spasms and the fibromyalgia and the head and the ear and then my kidneys again. It started getting worse. And um, the day before yesterday, which was Tuesday, I took a shower. I felt good. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm getting better. And then next thing I know, Wednesday, it's back me right down. And today is Thursday, and by the grace of God, I'm feeling a lot better. And the uh, regimen that they're giving me is making me feel better. I just wanted to bring. I'm not. We're not talking about the hospital or any of those individuals where you're at. But when you when you made it, huh? When you when you when you made a pop, when you made me aware, made us all aware that the individuals experience. It's not a smooth transition. When you came in there, you had some very aggressive individuals. Uh, that kind of spoke to you that was kind of out of context of what they you thought they might you know they might you might want to experience and the first thing they asked you was what 
where who was I around? Mm-hmm. Where did I get it from? Mm-hmm. Who was it that may have gave it, given it to me? Wow. Now the one doctor, he was super nice, and he was like, "Well, we're going to deal with this because he's like, where did you get it from? You know, blah blah blah." The second doctor came in, and I don't know if he was the head of the unit or what, but he became more aggressive with me, which was rather scary, you know. And he was like, who gave this to you? Where was you at? Who was you around? What was I doing? I'm like, what do you mean, what was I doing? I had a mask, gloves on. I I didn't even go anywhere. I had been in the house other than I had went to the store and came back home. Going to the car lot. That's it. I didn't go to anybody's house or go in anybody's house or none of that. And it was it was quite scary. The uh, the attitude was so you saying the attitude was very aggressive, kind of impersonal, so to speak. It made me feel like they was the way he talked, like they was going to arrest that person, whoever I was around. Wow. So that put me on guard, you know. And so I was honestly scared to really say, you know, um, my loved one, you know. So. I kind of just, you know, left that kind of go. I was like, well, I just went to the store, blah, 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 and left it back. Right. So, and so then he kind of, he kind of seen that I was not complying the way he wanted me to. So he sounded like an investigator to tell you the truth. You, was he a real doctor? He might not even been a doctor to tell you the truth. He should have mm-hmm. been uh, from the health department. You never know. So what do you, what, 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 one of the things that really touched my heart was the other night you you stated that about two o'clock in the morning um, that one of the addition, another patient across the hall was having some complications and you called out on her or him or his or her behalf to ensure that they were taken care of. That kind of experience, what did that show you in terms of the people or the, you know, the situation? Did you hear anything else about what happened? You stated that there was part where you used your own uh, uh, warning uh, signal to let them know somebody needs to come down the hallway. How did that, what what happened with that individual and how did all that uh, form together? be honest, I don't really know. I mean, I know he's across the hall from me, and I heard him, and he was coughing like this was a cough that you couldn't you couldn't stop. He just kept continuously coughing and couldn't catch his breath. So um, I don't even know if he was able to push the, the, the nurse button. And so I pushed the nurse button, and the nurse came, and I, I had been praying for him the whole time since I've been here. I've been hearing him, so I've been praying for him every day. And uh, it's, it's pretty scary, to be honest. And so the nurse came and told me um, that someone, uh, thank you so much, and that they have somebody, you know, across the hall that's working with him. Now, they may have, um, you know, put him on the ventilator, I'm not sure. Intubated him, I, I, I'm not sure. 
I don't think they did because I did kind of hear his coughing lighten up the next day. So maybe they gave him a different type of medicine or something. I don't know, but that was a scary. It was scary. And 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 when you look at when you look at what you you know you've been out advocating, Demonica, for not just the black community but all communities. But you have specifically targeted the fact that there, that our community is underrepresented in every aspect. What is something? What are some of the things that you want our community, as the African American community, to understand? What is what is your message for today? Well, to be honest, I wish I could take a picture. So I'm going to do a visual picture. So first of all, they really need to take it serious that. They need to wear a mask and gloves because you're not only protecting yourself, you're protecting the next person. You have to understand that if you have children or younger people or anyone, you may be asymptomatic. You may not have no symptoms at all. What does asymptomatic mean? Asymptomatic is basically a person that is a carrier. They may not have no symptoms, no cough, no temperature, no nothing, but they can pass on the disease to someone else. And the hardest thing with this is, is to be able to accept right now that we can't really hug our loved ones. You know how we, as as a black race, we're usually giving someone some depth all the time, you know, giving them a pound or giving out hugs. We can't give the hugs no more. Okay can't do that so we have to think about loving yourself and loving them enough and if I wear this mask I'm not only protecting myself I'm protecting the next person as well future generations future generations yes future generations right train ourselves yes so you have a you have grandchildren and so you've been it's been very difficult for you to um, just, you know, because you've been getting, a, a, you know, let's talk about your Facebook family that has just really poured out so much. Um, what would you like to say to those individuals from Facebook, those individuals that are just, you know, just really praying for you and everything? Well, honestly, it made me cry. It made me feel like I was loved and appreciated, and I just want to thank everybody so much for praying for myself and my family and praying that I get through this, and I really appreciate it. This means a whole lot to me to know that people really care, and um, it really touched me. And I know with all the prayer that through God, anything is possible. Amen, sister. We 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 just want everybody to know tonight that you know you have always been a champion of our community, of people's other people's dreams. And you said it was a unique thing that really made us decide that you wanted to talk to people. You got people calling them, sending you stuff from from. 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm not trying to tell you age, but we didn't got old. So 
you you got people that are sending you things that you absolutely forgot that was going on. Um, talk about those individuals that from from your past, from you know Chicago in that way. You said you mentioned something that really just really just took my understanding um, away about how people are just kind of reminding you of your journey. You've had a unique journey, Demonica. You've touched so many lives, um, and we love you. We love you. We love you. I know what you meant for for WMRDB. I know what you meant for me in terms of just believing in me and, you know, just rearing me in and letting me understand how things work. But you've, done, you've been, this is a part of your, this is who you are. This is, you're wired this way. So you said you mentioned something about people that have been sending you stuff that you guys, I think it was an album that you had uh, put out uh, and you asked the person to just kind of put you on there. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it's, it's a few things. I've got um, one from my boy, Jerry Wilson. Love you, Jerry, out in Vegas. Um, we used to play in a band back in the day called Backbeat, and he posted up a video of me singing. I hate to say my age, but it's been about 20 years ago. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I'm laying in the bed and I'm hacking and coughing and I turn over and I'm like, what? And so he's got this video of me singing and I mean, we're jamming. This is like 20 years ago, maybe even 25 years ago. Yeah, that's 100 pounds lighter, but go ahead. I know what mine's was 25. I ain't talking about your 100 pounds. I know what my 100 pounds, 150 pounds lighter, but go ahead. Go ahead. And we had the party jumping and so it was. It was cool to see that, you know, to see um, pictures of me in Chicago back in the day that people have posted and and different pictures of me being with, you know, some of my fans that come out and see me. They got pictures of me with them, you know, and telling me how much I they love me and through the music. I got um, Chuck Love, who I did Spread the Love with, one of the house records, you know, a big house record, and actually... The song's got meaning to it, and that's what we need to do is spread the love. And one of the things is um, that really touched me to even listen to my vocals on the on the, the stuff that I've done. Like, I've done a lot of stuff, and a lot of things I've even forgot that I've done. Yeah. <laughs> what I've done back in the day. Yeah. You know, it's a and I'm cracking up looking at these pictures. I'm like, ooh, where was I at then, you know? <laughs> thing that I, I do have to say that being in the hospital and listeners why I keep stressing is wearing the mask and the gloves you don't want to be here you're by yourself 24 hours and nobody's coming to visit you I can honestly say that I'm blessed with a phenomenal staff at this hospital here in St. Paul with caring staff and the nurses working so hard that they're scared you got to understand, they're risking their lives to save our lives. They're putting their lives on hold to take care of us. I had to thank my nurses today. I have one that's a gentleman. His name is Jacob. He has been very exceptional. He comes in and he cares. He's, he's like a nurse. Is it anything you need? 
Do you want to just talk for a minute? Oh, yes. You know what I mean? You could tell that he cares about his patients. And he really took the time to hear what I was feeling in my pain and crying. And I'm looking out the window like I can't see my husband. I can't see my children. I can't see my grandkids. So this is very real, man. And you're in a unit that when you walk in this unit, it's not like going in a regular hospital. Okay. You got to go through a part that's vacuum sealed. You walk through two doors, and that door says, and you are locked in this unit. You're not getting out. Until they tell you you're out. Until you ain't, you ain't running out. You gotta be. You ain't Houdini. Probably ain't getting out of here. <laughs> if you, we got only a few minutes left. I just wanted, you know, I know people are sending you tons and tons of messages um, on, you know, um, on the internet, and you know, you you got people are, that are sending you um, information that they think that is gonna help you, and I. We we truly appreciate we truly appreciate those individuals who are you know just 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 sending things out of love. Um, what would be outside of the mask and all the things you've been talking about this disease, this COVID nineteen, for a long time since it arrived in America. Um, what would be the last thing that you would, not just about the mask, about the fact that, you know, you have a very strong-knit family. You know, you, you're the queen bee of our, of our, whole, our whole makeup. You know, you, you make the difference between me acting crazy one minute and, you know, and losing all my licenses the next, you know. Because <laughs> so, I've never said something crazy. And you like, you can't say that, Karim. But as as black people, you know, we know to wear the mask. But how, you know, it's been, you, you mentioned something to my mother tonight. You said there was 300 strands of this virus. No, there's 300 different strains of this virus. Uh-huh. So, meaning that, you know, you really just don't know. Okay. You really just don't know. Because everybody might not have the symptoms that they're saying on the news. And they're finding out that these are different symptoms. Like the doctor told me, I wasn't aware of the fibromyalgia being at to the 10th power. And I'm looking at you, and you can't even walk. And uh. it's affected my muscle skeletal system. So there's different strains, and they're trying to, it's so many strains, they don't know what to put in to get all these strains together. And, it's, and like he said, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get no better. It's going to get worse again. Okay. So we're not done. So we have to just be there for each other, embrace each other. And I, like I said, I give it to God. God has been the master of this and he is the doctor and he is the pharmacist and prayer definitely is everything so you I, you know I, you have three sons and how many grandkids you, remember you stopped counting after a while how many you got we 
count. We figured out with the combined family. I thought it was like 23. 23. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of children. There's a lot of children. Okay. 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 In uh, my family, okay. Well, you know, including me, I'm biracial with a lot of nationalities too. So that's another show. We got about two minutes left. The Monica, we love you. We want to everybody. We're going to post this out there. We want you to know that we love you and that you know, as a community, we are hearing what you're saying, and we're going to be praying for you. And I, I want everybody to understand that the Monica Fly, Deanne Motley. You know, I'm giving her government right now. Is uh <laughs> is is in is it <laughs> in the arms of God. And we just want you all to continue to pray uh for her and in her family and our community and our world because this is something that we cannot get around. Monica, your last words coming into this last two minutes. I just wanna thank you all. I love you all. And thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you. God bless you all. God is good. All the time. All the time. My mother was a woman of faith.